Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Phoenix, Arizona, it's time for Phoenix Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Hey, everybody. It's Mike Jones and Chris Stadler. What's up? From AZ Brandcast, where every single month, we try very hard every single month to talk to all sorts of awesome people about the power of brand and how to build great brands in our remarkable state of Arizona. Today, I am super, super, super excited uh, to have Sam Pagel, good friend of mine, longtime office mate. We'll get into that, get the whole history. But a little bit about Sam. Um, Sam's on the show today. Uh, Sam founded Pelican Media back in the summer of 2011 when he decided it was time to turn his passion for creative media into a real business. After being exposed to so many bad videos on local television and the web, he vowed he vowed to help local businesses tell their stories accurately and with imagination. He wanted to show the world that great promotional material belongs to everyone not just the highbrow conglomerates with nothing but money. Conglomerates. I love that. You, yeah, we Those got conglomerates, conglomerates in there. So terrible. <laughs> Thus, Sam created Pelican Media to level the playing field. That's right. Video. Since the beginning, Sam strongly has strongly believed in a job well done, and I can attest to that. We've worked with Sam on different projects, and I've seen his work for other people. Delivering on time as promised. That is why Pelican Media has never missed a project deadline ever. 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 Now I'm going to have to come up with like a project for you, Sam, that'll like force Purposely you to miss it. I do not accept. <laughs> sabotage. <laughs> uh, Sam has endured late nights that sometimes turn into early mornings and 100 plus hour work weeks to deliver products his clients are proud of. Since starting Pelican Media, he has been able to work with many amazing people and businesses. So many. But first, before we dig into that, because there's so much to dig into there, Sam, the story of Pelican Media, the story of your clients and video and how you tell stories. Yeah. I want to give you a chance to demonstrate your amazing radio voice by a little, giving our, our little shout out to Conscious Capitalism, this, our sponsor. Yeah, this is the first time we've ever trusted anybody else to do well, this. Th- what an honor it is, Chris. Let me just get into this. But first, I have to mention our fantastic friends at Conscious Capitalism Arizona. This local association is on a mission to share with the I can't the take whole you seriously. How doing good in your business is just good business. This local chapter of Conscious Capitalism Incorporated hosts tons of local events and provide resources for business leaders to instill a higher purpose in their company and engage all their stakeholders. And we're all still recovering from the Conscious Capitalism International Conference. John Mackey from Whole Foods spoke as well as some others. You can find out how to get involved on ConsciousCapitalismAZ.com, which will be updated with new content in the next week. Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks, Sam. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for uh, the little demonstration. That was yeah, fun. sorry, Chris. That I was... mean, I would have kept going, but <laughs> Chris cut you off. Uh, I know. Like, I'm well, not having it. I, no, I just, you know. Uh, well, because you know you me, ever, but not everyone I know, does. I know, I know, I know. I probably, I probably like let the cat out of the bag. But, right. um, that good. was good, man. That was solid radio voice. Thanks. I feel like one of these times we're gonna have to have like a little radio voice off. Oh mm. uh, yeah, True. around around the Max Six community That's, office. Yeah, I know. And then see who can do. That would be a fun video, actually. That would be a really fun video. Yeah, we can. We can do like, and we can keep it like a like a bracket. Oh, like, bracket tournament style. Yeah, tournament style. Ooh, yeah, totally. head to head. I like best it. of seven, right? Best of seven. So it'll go on forever. Yeah, that's true. Seven. Oh my goodness. (laughs) 
No. Yeah. Well, no. and and I threw a wrench. I threw a wrench into this because I, I rewrote this because it was referring to the future uh, event. Ah. But now that it happened, I'm like, oh, but it just happened, and so I thought I would read it. So I kind of didn't good. write it. In we were all there. Was, uh, hey. Yeah, we great. were. It was awesome, wasn't it? Yeah. Who else? What were you guys' favorite? Just before we move on, what were you guys' favorite speakers? Uh, well, I really liked the the fireside chat with Brian Moore and Governor Ducey and uh, the new CEO of Lucid Motors. Mm. Uh, I thought that was just interesting. Just from, I mean, I love Arizona. I've grown up here almost my whole life. And just to kind of see some exciting things happening here in the state was really cool. Nice. That's cool. I'm torn. The opening and closing keynotes, I thought, were just really good. So Vern Harnish opened things up. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that was a big highlight for me, just having read Scaling Up and just been around a lot of people yeah. in EO and just the impact that he's had on a lot of entrepreneurs and giving them kind of a process and a guide for how to build. So it's really cool to see him a part of the conversation. And then, of course, John Mackey. John Mackey always like gets me like, like, oh, yeah, this is why we're doing this again. Like, mm. he's kind of, you know, with Raj, he's the author of Conscious Capitalism, the actual book. Like, it's his, he kind of founded the movement. And I just appreciate his, like, kind of simplistic look of, you know, just caring well for people. And you look at kind of any time I've heard him talk about conscious capitalism or in a conscious capitalism context, that's, like, always the message. Like, that's the underlying theme is just caring well for people. Mm. And that. I just love that. So, and of course he drops like lots of philosopher quotes and lots of good golden nugget statements that you're like, Oh yeah, that's great. It's going on social media. (laughs) So that's always fun. But I honestly, I think I love the content. And then I also just the connections that I get to Mm. make there is just super great. Yep. Super powerful. Yeah. I liked what they did. They basically had that app and mm-hmm. then you can go in and say, oh, here are some interesting people. Um, let me set up like a little 15-minute meeting time. Based on your room. what you were offering and what other people were offering and what they're looking for. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. I've never done that before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it was it was cool because I'm not like this massive extrovert that's just going to go out and like, right. you know, pick up a conversation with somebody yeah. for the most part. So that was kind of cool. You know, so we got like. I don't know, two really interesting discussions. Yeah. Uh, three, actually. That's because awesome. uh, Wolf, uh, we talked oh, to yeah. him later afterward, and I didn't get to connect with him, but he, you know. Yeah, it so. turned into something. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Know, it's amazing. It's cool. Um, yeah, yeah, I liked Vern, Harnish. Yeah. That was that was pretty cool. Um, there are a couple other speakers. Yeah, well, and it was fun being at the sponsor booth, too, Max 6. Yeah, it was. You know, yeah. It was a cool booth, got too. Got to see our handiwork. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's, cool. it's cool when people compliment the work mm-hmm. of of your of your agency and they don't even know that you like that you're there that yeah. you are yeah so, <laughs> you know, it's like okay so you're not kissing up that I, uh-huh. you actually like it you know so that's cool that's awesome um yeah all right well do you should we uh we should do our icebreaker icebreaker oh fun icebreaker I feel like we already broke the ice but <laughs> let's well, break it again bro let's smash it let's crush it Ooh, crush, crush the ice, ice. Do we have um, syrup we can pour on top? Maybe some, some like strawberry drinks. Now we just need Ooh. some like slushy yeah. daiquiri. Make it into there a slushy. You go. Um, this is so Sam does video. Sam is a video guy. Yes, um, he is our video guy. Uh, so so here's the question because because we're talking today about three uh, three things brands can use video for storytelling for right. That's, yeah. that's kind of the, that's kind of the theme. Um, what's the goofiest thing that you've done caught on video? Mm. 
Yeah, so uh, you can literally my whole personal YouTube channel is is full of things that would probably just categorize as this um, <laughs> goofy, goofy, uh, embarrassing. Um, but I, I think probably for me, uh, with my brother Mick and my brother in law Marcus, we created this rap song centered around bowling. And we would we would basically go to this bowling alley and get terrible service every week. And we were good customers. We'd come every week and just receive the the most terrible customer service. And so we wanted them, you know, we thought, hey, we're good customers. You should like beg us to bowl. Or we're gonna go to Vegas to bowl. You know, it's, it's a decent alternative. It's kind of a threat to them. Uh so we created this and it rhymes. This ra- it rhymes. Yeah, great. Uh, it's a great strategy. So we created this this rap song, uh, recorded it, created a music video for it, and uh, it was a huge hit amongst uh, a lot of three to five year olds uh, that we knew, <laughs> and actually got it to be played at the actual bowling alley, which was kind of the uh, the culmination of all of our. Did efforts. they show the video and everything? Yeah, they showed the nice. video on all the video screens. Uh, we actually we had people coming up to us that night, and they're like, "Are you those guys?" <laughs> and we're like, "Yeah." They're like, "Oh, is that on U- iTunes or whatever?" We're like, "No." We're like, "Oh, we love the song." It's sort of legit. Well, so, so, so we totally buy that song right before we watched it right before the the podcast, and it was, I'm actually a little little impressed. Yeah, no, the the production value is is pretty high. <laughs> the editing was on point, man. Of course it was. <laughs> yeah, it's just the content. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but hey it got it, it sort of accomplished its goal it did not actually we it got your not. message in front of everyone in that bowling that's alley. true that's true but it did it make an impact on the customer no, service i think it actually yeah. made it worse after oh, that so, worse. but hey all you can do is tell your story and, and make it rhyme and get it yeah make it rhyme <laughs> yep that's the lesson i'm taking away from that story <laughs> yeah <laughs> just make everything make it, rhyme on youtube what about you guys? What for? Cho- for sure, tube. Some embarrassing things you guys have done on video. Um, and where can we find them? Mine's lame, so I'll go next. So, okay. Um, I don't know if it's on video or I was on YouTube or not, but um, we just did a stupid like. I don't have a lot of looks, so I'm I'm a little older, right? So, uh, video like wasn't really uh like i think i think would have been black and white when i was in high school it's on a bunch of eight Um, millimeters sitting in your parents house somewhere reel to reel or whatever (laughs) i don't know anyway so um so so the most embarrassing one was just how like i was in a german in our german class we had to make a video right we had to make a play right so um so i had you know some other you know some of my friends and my team or whatever i probably had like the most retakes out of Mm -hmm. anybody Mm -hmm. because i just like I just kept looking at. I it was. I was either looking at the camera or like I would like stop and then I'd look at the camera, you know, like <laughs> say some say my lines and I'd nail it and then I'd look at the camera. Are you proud of me? You know, they're <laughs> like, ah, why'd you look you're at the camera? It, you're that guy, huh? I'm that guy. I'm the yeah. I'm the camera looking guy. The guy looks at the camera. So that's my story. All right, it's too bad we can't go find that. Of course, you can't yeah. find mine either. Is it's hidden on a VHS tape that's probably been recorded over eight times by old 1990s Miami <laughs> Dolphins games. <laughs> oh, thank goodness for the Dolphins. Uh, yeah, so I think freshman year of high school, we did a class video, of course, like or a class project. And I had a, bu- a couple friends of mine. We had to re- we remade uh, the Odyssey. We like videoed it because we were idiots, and um, it was way more work than any of the other options that we had to do. 
yeah, so we remade the Odyssey, and there's like some scene where like sheep get eaten. I don't even remember. It's like the Cyclops eats them or the crew. I don't know, but we had to make a we made a sheep, made like a life size version of a sheep, and then we're like, well, how do we demonstrate that we're eating it? And we're like, oh, I know, sheep are white and fluffy, so let's go get cans of whipped cream and spray it all over this thing and then munch on it. Yeah, in like 95 degree heat in Phoenix, <laughs> oh, after about like three minutes and we're shooting it like five times over, like, oh, it was bad. I think, I don't think I puked. I think one of my friends like definitely puked. It, it was just bad. See, I think that's why like bad. on TV, they walk around with like empty, obviously empty coffee cups, like they're full. Oh, yeah. Know? And then they like take after take. You can't, of course. You just can't drink that unless it's coffee. alcohol. Have you ever noticed they always have real alcohol in their glasses? Is it though? Uh, maybe it's not because <laughs> well, you always maybe drink alcohol from a, a clear glass so you have to have it has to be it. something in it I always wonder that is it actually could alcohol apple juice could be mm-hmm. that would make sense or yeah, yeah. probably know, maybe Some maybe it people, is alcohol I've Some claimed that my I whiskey if I was that, actor, that I was I'd, drinking during business hours was I was apple yeah. juice apple before juice. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like every day, Chris, you tell me it's a... No, Actually, I think... <laughs> totally joke. I think there's As a the rule... the bottle line just keeps dropping. <laughs> I think there's a rule in like certain production uh, like groups or whatever um, that you can't drink actual alcohol on camera. Yeah, I'm sure it would probably get really bad really quick. I think Heineken did like a commercial about, about that, like joking about it. Yeah. Um, With uh, what's-his-face? Yeah, uh, the guy. That one guy. Oh, that the, guy. From yeah. the show. That guy. Doogie Hauser. Yeah. From the show from that time. How I Met Your Mother guy. And How I Met Your Mother. Why? I, yep. I can't remember his name. Anyway, we should move on. We should. All right. Chris, what's our first question? I just, so, I mean, so this is like, besides the and, and goofy of course, video question. This, this is open to all, right? I mean, you know, don't want to, don't want to give, you know, going to give Sam some time to think about his sure. answer in case, you know, so he nails it. What are three things brands are using video for? that help them knock it out of the park right now. Yeah. Discuss. Okay. I feel like you need a big, you need a really big camera if you're going to knock that ball out of the park. Yeah. Or, well, you know, it's like zoom. the bigger the bat, the farther the ball goes. Properly that, weighted, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good one, Mike. Zoom lens. Uh, Sports. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Three things brands are using video for that help them knock it out of the park. So, I would say... I kind of wrote three things down trying to kind of classify how businesses use video uh, today. So I'll just throw those out and we can talk about them and you guys can add on. Um, So number one is you can use video to educate your audience on what you do or what you sell and also why you do that or why Mm. you create that. Um, So they're telling their story and kind of um, showing the culture behind that, behind that product or service. Number two, you can tell your customer stories really well. Um, I know you guys have probably talked about branding. And um, so you can show, show the actual hero of your story um, and how your product or service guides them. Uh, and number three, right now, there's a huge push in um, capturing as many people as possible with video uh, on uh, social media um, and kind of doing these quick hits, these how do we capture, you know, the the most people in the shortest amount of time? Um, and you're seeing this huge, massive wave of of video content online. 
through YouTube, through Facebook, through Twitter, all these different social uh, outlets. Twitch. And Twitch, yeah. So those are three things I thought of. That's cool. Go. So, so, so the first one. What was the first one again? Uh, so educating your audience. Uh, classic marketing, right? You're educating your audience on what you do or what you sell. Mm-hmm. For TV ads? TV ads could be anywhere. YouTube, Facebook, wherever. Yeah. It could be like your about, you know, about us yeah. video. It could be on sitting website. on the homepage of your website. Yeah, like with Max Six. That yeah. video you shot. Right. That yep. one day where you shot like like a day's worth of like footage, right? Right. And then and then there's a bunch of like we're able to just you know, put a montage that we call it together. And in the, the background, the yeah. Plate. I mean, that's more of a just a background, static background video. It, it, what what this number one is talking about is more of like the video with Kyle, right? Where Kyle's walking through the space and he's got his red pants on, and he's kind of in a funny, creative way is telling you what they do, what they offer here at Max Six, and then at the end he kind of gives his his brand story, his little brand pitch, right? Um, and he ties those awesome red pants into the... Ties them right yeah. in. Yep. The signature red pants. The signature red pants. <laughs> and that... So that's a great example of how to do this first point really well. Um, and to be honest, like we shot and edited that video, but the, the biggest factor and why that was such a huge hit was because of the writing and just the story behind it. Because we could have just had Kyle sitting in a chair talking about his space on video. Um, but we actually had him moving through his different spaces, his co-working space, his co-manufacturing space, interacting with people. Um, and it was funny because, mm. you know, Kyle's a funny guy. Um, and we integrated the red pants into it, which is in its own right is, is funny. And it's kind of, that's the first thing that we did. And it right away kind of grabs your attention. Uh, cause it's like, oh, wow, this guy re- wears red pants and he's telling me that he wears red pants. Because I think we uh, we we started the first shot with him, and then we panned down where you just see his red pants. Mm-hmm. So right away, like you're kind of hooked, right? Because like, oh, this is not just another corporate video, right? Um, and we still wanted to make sure that uh, that he got his message across. We're not just doing this to be funny. And full credit to Resound, you guys were the ones that actually I think helped him write that and put it together, but. But yeah, that was that was a fun one. That was a really fun one. <clears throat> kind of reminds me of Dollar Shave Club a little bit. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was definitely <laughs> an inspiration. I remember Kyle coming to me and being like, let's do this video. Yeah. Let's get Sam. Let's do a video. And I'm like, well, what are you thinking? And he's like, Dollar Shave Club. <laughs> and of course, I think I went to you and you're just like, you and I are both like, oh, yeah. everybody wants else. to do Dollar yeah. Shave Club. Yeah, but like... But it's- it, I think it, it worked. Like I think the way that you were able, Sam, to kind of pull together the story, yeah, uh, visually, and yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a riff on Dollar Shave Club and that kind of like pseudo like one shot yep. kind of feel and talking head while other things are kind of happening. Mm-hmm. But um, I've seen a lot of those go really bad too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think some of that's like. The willingness to really actually be a little ridiculous yep. mm-hmm. um, is really important. Yep. And yeah, and it doesn't work for every brand. No. I mean, and I think where people can get into trouble is when they try to shoehorn who they are into a really mm-hmm. trendy idea like that. Uh, Max Six is not a stuffy office space where you have to be quiet all the time and mind your own business. 
Um, and so because of that, the way that Max 6 is and the way that the leadership team is here, I mean, to be kind of ridiculous, fit really well in with <laughs> just the space and, and who yeah, they Kyle, really let's, are. Let's just be brutally honest, <laughs> Kyle, wherever you are in California right now, uh, you're a little ridiculous. It's a little ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But Especially that's, those red pants. That's why we love them. But um, that's, uh, that's how you trend, right? You yeah. have to be ridiculous. Well, yeah, and show your again, it goes back pants. to, to sh- like telling your story, but telling it authentically. Mm. I, I don't think anyone who's who's watched that would say like, oh, well, that's not really, you guys are just trying to be funny and trying to like mm-hmm. kind of tag yourself onto a funny idea. Like that's, everyone's like, oh, that was so funny, but you really captured who we are. Um, and that's what we really try to do when we're telling a story is not, you know, jump onto a trend uh, that's really, you know, funny or that has a million views on YouTube. But let's look at who you are as a business and then figure out how we can tell your story as creatively as possible and still get your message across. So it's almost like allowing the trend to inspire you, but not copying yeah. it, right? Yeah, well, I mean, the Dollar Shave, Shave Club thing for everybody out there was kind of this wake-up call of like oh we can actually like have fun with our videos and our marketing and and be a little outside of the box it's a rip of its own kind on the the old spice commercial yeah right so it it, there's nothing new was it like is that what they were trying to do or is it just kind of like it's very similar like single shot yeah hilarious a little ridiculous right um i would say the old spice one is like even more over the top yeah right right well, and it was it was a little bit irreverent too, the Dollar Shave Club one, yep. right? I mean, it was almost kind of like that's their brand, eh, yep. you know. Deal that's with their, it. That's their brand, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? Because they were kind of basically their whole business is a giant middle finger to like Gillette, right? That's essentially their brand. Well, and another thing I love though, which about, worked out really well for them when they sold for like what two billion dollars, I think. Yeah, who bought them again? Uh, whatever the other big yeah. razor blade okay. company is, <laughs> right? Well, the other thing I love about things like that is that you make one video like that. Think about the play. Oh my goodness! Yeah, like, absolutely. I, sh- I showed that to so many people. You know, absolutely. Yeah. Do you think that there's um? Do you think it's helpful to kind of go in with that or like that kind of like oh like we're gonna how much play can we get out of this video or does yeah. that maybe set you up for failure sometimes? I, I have people. That have asked me like, "Hey, we really want to create a viral video." <laughs> I always kind of roll my eyes because when like, you sneeze on them, <laughs> yeah, I, I just can't. I can't. You can't do that. You can't create a viral video. You create a video and then it it goes viral on its own, right? But uh, yeah, I mean, you can go into it thinking like we want to make this really entertaining and creative, so that it's not just this stuffy video that's sitting on our homepage like maybe you can go into it thinking how do we create something that people might want to share or people you know maybe it's just within your colleagues or the business community of like we want to set a new trend or we want to just think outside the box so I wouldn't say go into it thinking how can we get a million views on YouTube with this thing because the chances are you're going to try to do something really really ridiculous and it's actually really hard to do that to I mean, you have no power really over getting a video to that level unless you're, you know, paying for a bunch of ads. To have you Rut and Link? Have you seen their? Do you know who Rut and Link are? I don't think so. 
right, good so mythical morning. Good, yeah, good mythical uh, morning. They used to make uh, they used to make commercials for like yeah. local businesses, but what they did was, uh, and they were it's this goes to what you're talking about because they instead of trying to um, like all right do something crazy, they basically used the uh, the the innate craziness of these local businesses that they were working with and just said you know do your thing right and so they basically said let's let truth let's let the truth let's shine light on this, this quirkiness of these businesses right and these ads are hilarious mm-hmm. i'll have to show you some later i i, I if i would have known i would have shared them okay. with you before but i mean it's just like like ridiculous videos and they're hilarious so if Is you that look at the one with like the the realtor or the they're selling mobile homes he the guy who sells mobile homes in alabama and he's just like a like kind of a freak you might have shown me a couple of those they are okay they are ridiculous yeah and they use the eagle screech you know the you yeah know, just the, it's the whole it, they do all so what stuff. do you think do you think that's effective do you think that's good all right so from an advertising not video perspective um i'm looking at that thinking well first of all it's gonna it's gonna attract attention and they're gonna be sure. the guys um but you know like all attention is not good att- I, I don't know if i i don't know if i subscribe to that whole idea that any Press like, good let's, press, right? let's put it in your shoes like that's your business would so you'd you, be comfortable putting something out like that well so so what i would care about is um all right so they think i'm funny but do they want to buy my stuff right it's a different question you know it's like what are you selling are you selling funny or are you selling your stuff right yeah. but sometimes if people are like if there's an industry like furniture was one of them um where there's a lot of um you know, you just can't trust people, you know, whatever. Well, you see a, an ad like that and it trusts the issue and the, that might break the ice, right? That, that might sure. create some trust and create. And so that's just my take on it. But I am the host. What's your take? <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> well, it goes back to being authentic. I mean, you know, if, if I own a mobile home s- selling business or whatever, and this thing that I'm putting out is just absolutely ridiculous, I mean... Uh, it just kind of goes back to like, is that how people interact with you? Like when they step onto your lot, is it this wacky experience where you've got a guy running around in a banana suit, like telling jokes or like, you know, what is the the culture in your business? Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe it is super wacky and maybe that's who you want to be. And, but you know, if your business is, you know, practicing law and you're a law office, and you're doing that stuff. Banana suit. The banana, banana suit. <laughs> banana suit. <laughs> Attract attention. That's what you want. It's just, yeah. my answer is it just depends. Yeah. Well, what I liked, you know, and this goes to the point is that local commercials tend to suck. They do. Right? Absolutely. So, you know, my take is like, well, hey, if they're making it a little at least interesting, you know, and, yeah. sh- and then but showing the truth of who these people are. Well, at least that gets consumers closer to the truth, right? It yeah. makes it interesting. Yeah. So. I mean, if, I it mean t- if it tells your story in an honest way, even though it is ridiculous, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, it, Here, it doesn't feel gimmicky. It feels... Here's maybe a story yeah. to cap it off. That there's danger in, in picking the wrong thing because mm. you're creating the brand. Right. And you're creating the culture in yep. some sense that might overtake you. Yep. Mm-hmm. So one of my favorite things about Bob Ross is that he did that perm haircut early, early on in his career with the paintings, right? Yeah. And he forever had to keep that haircut. 
for 20 years, he had to keep that haircut because it was like became his brand. He wouldn't yeah. be Bob Ross And he anymore. hated it. <laughs> he hated it. Yeah. He was like, I make, I do it for like one year and it's like, I'm stuck with it for 20. Yeah. Right. So yeah. if you wear the banana suit, know that if you put it out there, it might become your thing. If you get him with a banana suit. You might have to keep it with the banana suit. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So. And you kind of said it. I think it comes back to trust as well. Like that's a huge thing with video because you're kind of opening the doors to who you are a little bit more than just like posting a headshot of yourself or writing a, a blog post. Like uh, videos can tend to be emotional on some level, whether it's a, a comedic emotion or whether it like really tugs at you. Um, and then there's a trust uh, issue there too. Like if I'm putting out this ridiculous commercial that I want it to look like it was made in the late nineties. And it's just, just over the top ridiculous. Is that going to hurt the trust factor that I'm trying to build with a, a clientele base? Mm -hmm. And again, you might, you know, maybe the RV business needs somebody to be ridiculous and needs somebody to disrupt it in that fashion. But I think trust is a huge key. Like, like go back to the Max Six thing. Like Kyle being a little ridiculous on camera. Is this gonna hurt our image, or is it going to be creative enough to where people are kind of talking about it and want to share it with their friends? And mm -hmm. at the end, we're still making sure that it authentically tells our story. Yeah. Even so. just like, yeah, maybe it's a little exaggerated, but like Kyle's sense of humor is that a little yeah. bit. So it's there. And it shows you yep. what it's, it's like to work in a Max yep. 6 space. It's not a boring place to work. It's not a library, if you will, where you have to just keep your head down. Like, well, and the other thing, too, about video, just in general, um, <clears throat> but so you see those people being ridiculous on TV, but you might be like, okay, I get that guy now. Like, I feel like I can go and call them because I know how to talk to them now. Because, I mean, I, I've had times where if I was going to have a meeting with someone I didn't know, I might look them up, see if there's a video, sure. so I can at least get the context, like how, like what are their mannerisms, like what kind of person are they? Yeah, and then it just takes a lot of the a lot of the fear away from the, from the initial interaction. Like I know who I'm talking sure. to now, you know, and so video can be kind of powerful in that way too, almost like an introduction. Right. Yep. No, that's a huge. That's a huge part of video. It's kind of breaks down that barrier of you know the who is this or who is this business um, because you're. It's like you're meeting someone from a distance almost. Um, sure, you can look at a picture of somebody, you can go on their Facebook page and look through all their pictures, but when you can actually see how they talk, see how they interact with people, even how they talk to a camera, how they communicate, it's it's powerful. Yeah. And you don't have to have like a huge... It's not like the old days where you have to buy TV. Sure. You know, oh, you yeah. don't have to buy TV just because you're you made a video, right? Right. You can go like anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Anywhere, my kid can have his YouTube, his own YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah, and talk about Legos or video games like they have. <laughs> yeah, he sure could. Do your kids watch those? No. Well, <laughs> yes. My three-year-old loves watching other people play with toys on YouTube. <laughs> so bizarre. So hot right now. I mean, I get it at one level. I watch people cook. Yeah. So it's basically <laughs> the same thing. Watch people make. Uh, watch other people make amazing food, and then just sit there and drool. Oh, it looks what, so good. What gets me is like even even back in the network days, like 
people would watch other people fish. Oh yeah, yeah. people still that do one, that. People that still one I don't do get. that. No, I yeah now right, but I mean even back then where like it costs money to produce and like air a video like that because you had to have time on the network, right? Right. It means there were enough people who oh, would yeah. be willing to sit there and watch that. You know what's <laughs> even weirder? Still add space is that people still watch other people golf. <laughs> My dad. I don't know if that's weirder. I don't know if that's weirder than than the than the fishing thing. I don't know. It's like seeing a big old trout come out of the water. That can be pretty exciting. Yeah, it's the three hours Change before life. that that I can't sit through. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> At least with golf, it's like you're hitting the ball every. 10 well, minutes, and, and soccer, like that's the same complaint with soccer. But it's like when someone scores a goal, though. Oh my gosh! Don't that even pent up anticipation. Yeah. All right, we, sh- we shouldn't get on that. Don't, no. uh, get down. Come on, Don't go down that rabbit hole. Rabbit holes. All right. <laughs> Banana. All holes. right. Who's so, so, so. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't even Dang. Know. <laughs> Do we need to bleep that out? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going to have to go ahead and edit that later. <laughs> Karen, help us out. Um, <laughs> Do we have a delay? Can you just. All right. Um, so, uh, all right. So, so next, this next serious question, because okay. we're very serious on this podcast. Yes. Uh, who's using it well in Arizona right now? Yeah. Who's dressing up like Who's banana? using, other than Max 6, you right. know, who's doing it well? So I, this is, these are hard questions because uh, you can't just Thank go and, and Google like best business in Arizona that's using video. Um, <laughs> it just doesn't work like that. You kind of have to experience it for yourself. And I actually don't watch a lot of TV I see a lot of YouTube uh, ads, but just some of the the brands that I've seen do it well. I'm not a I'm not a casino guy, but Gila River Casinos I I think has done a really good job with their "You Do You" campaign. When I first saw that, it kind of struck me because casinos are kind of notorious for having terrible commercials. Uh, that was one of the the businesses I grew up watching. You know, watching a Diamondbacks game and a, a casino commercial comes on, and it's just awful. And so it struck me when I saw that because the production value was really good on it, and I could tell right away that they had kind of shifted their, or they probably just discovered that they are not the casino for the billionaires. They're the casinos for the people that want to stroll in with their their sandals and board shorts on and just hang out at a, at a casino. So that's, I think, one uh, business here in Arizona that's done a really good job with that. They've kind of married good production with their story, like their their brand, who they are. Uh, it seems like they figured that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, I'm not a casino guy. It didn't didn't make me a casino guy, but I noticed it and I thought, huh, well, they're, they're doing a good job. Nice. Um, they're putting more effort into it than than some of the others in their industry. Another one uh, on a little bit of a smaller level <clears throat> is uh, actually my alma mater uh, high school, Valley Christian Schools, and uh, they right now they're growing like crazy. They they were a standalone high school for thirty or forty years, and now next year they're starting up uh, K through twelve, um, and it's not because of the the fact that they're doing good video. <laughs> but what they did um, maybe like t- a year or two years ago is they basically hired, they, they, were, they were using video before, but they were kind of hiring it out piecemeal to different, different people. Uh, we did 
maybe one or two videos for him. But what they did is they they saw a need for a consistency in their video production and they went out and hired a full-time video guy to be a part of their staff. Mm-hmm. It's kind of an interesting situation because um, this guy, Corey, uh, he doesn't just work and work on Valley Christian stuff. He actually works on other schools that are a part of their network. But he does a lot of work for Valley, obviously. And what they've gotten out of that is just some amazing videos, um, not just quality, but quantity, because that's all he's doing for him. Mm. Um, besides, he's doing some other things on the side, but he's doing a ton of video work for him. Um, and they've won two or three awards, I mm. think, for some of the different videos. And so, I mean, th- they are standing out head and shoulders above the rest of the schools that they're kind of competing with on that level. Um, and they're getting a lot of good traction with it. So, wow. So that, that one, I'm kind of intimately, I, I kind of know kind of the ins and outs of that one, uh, which that one kind of popped into my head. And I think on, on some level, Carvana is based here. They're kind of a, an exciting startup here in Arizona. Um, and I've just seen a few things that they've done there. I think they're doing some some television commercials, but they've also gotten kind of creative with, you know, getting their logo in in the Wreck It Ralph movie. <laughs> and again, that's something where they're hundred percent online for the most part, and they recognize it's you know Ralph breaks the internet. So hey, they saw a great chance there to put their name on something that actually fits in with with what their business is doing, and they've been creative with with uh, some of the stuff they've done for YouTube and and the internet. So uh, again, they're kind of one of those businesses that is already coming into the industry to disrupt something. So I think when that happens, it's a little bit easier to kind of like, kind of like the the Dollar Shave Club thing. Like you can kind of be a little edgy because you're trying to get people's attention and tell them what you're doing and how you're going to make things better. So those are three that I thought of. I don't know. Do you guys, what do you guys think? See any others? Yeah. I was trying to think if there was like any like super, super standout local. And I'm kind of in the same boat. I don't watch a lot of local television. And so yeah. I don't get a lot of those ads. What I can't wait for, I haven't seen it yet. I'm sure it's coming at some point. Homie is totally going to put out an ad and it's going to yeah. be hilarious hmm. whenever they decide to do that. But because all their other stuff they do, like all their billboards and yeah. And some of the other, they did, ran a campaign last year that was like super creative entering yep. into the Phoenix market. So you yeah. can see that happening. Um, Arizona has a lot of... GCU does a good job. They do. Yep. I thought about GCU. Um, they, well, I think what really impresses me with GCU is they're so consistent with their purple yep. that it's almost like obnoxious. They love uh, the purple. But it's like... It works, right? Like you yeah. see that purple and you're like, I don't have to see anything else in that commercial. And I know, I yep. know it's a GCU commercial. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I think they've done a good job. Just and the consistency is good. Ever since they started really pushing out um, commercials on, on TV and stuff, the quality's been there. Mm-hmm. They never once, you know, you never once see one of their commercials and think, oh, that's just a really small school. The quality in their production has, has always been there. Um, and they've always tried to make themselves look like, hey, we're legit. Yep. And so they've done done a good job with that from the beginning. Who's the, um, and I'm going to forget now if they're local though, there's a career placement, like it's either Monster or Jobbing. 
they've had a recent commercial and I can't remember which one it is, which maybe makes it not that great a commercial uh, where they've got like the guy, he's got his box and he's like kind of, he's, he's a slightly older. He's got gray hair and a gray beard and he's kind of walking and you don't know by his facial expression what exactly is going on, but it's, they're alluding to like, this is the exit, right? He just got fired. Oh. He's got his box of stuff. And then it oh, pans. Yeah. It's all one shot and it pans. And he's actually walking into an office and like getting his box set up on his desk with all of his stuff for his new job. Yeah. And then they're like, you know, whatever. Very sappy. Like, yeah. Oh, cry, <laughs> crying moment. Yeah. Uh, it was really well done. Yeah. I just can't. I think. I think it's Monster. And I, I don't, are they local? I can't remember if they're local. Jobbing is. I know Jobbing is. Jobbing.com or Monster either. was too, but I couldn't I'm remember. not sure. Anyway, that's yep. a good one. I like that one. Yep. Anyone nationally stand out? Like, uh, like really? So, yeah, a, a really small example. Like two years ago, um, there's a, a company called Font Awesome. They're like a mm. web fonts company. Yep. and really obscure unless you're like kind of in the web industry and design industry. They did a Kickstarter campaign. They were trying to put together hundreds of icons that they could just, you know, if you subscribe or pay for them, you can use them in whatever you want in web and print, whatever. And I was just, I think, I I think somebody shared the Kickstarter video that they Mm -hmm. did one day and I watched it and it was so well done. It was so hilarious. It was like this guy, walking through a bakery and they were they were basically using a bakery metaphor even though they, they were in a bakery to like tell you what you get if you mm. help them on Kickstarter and it was hilarious and it was so well done and I didn't really even know what it was but I'm like boom I'm supporting these guys 50 bucks or whatever um, and I actually use it a lot now but um, that was such a, a great example of like how you Tell people what you're doing. You do it in a way that's hilarious. And you can just tell by the people in that video, the, the people at Font Awesome, like, and just through their website, the, the, the text they have on their website, their message, like, that's totally them. So that was something where I, I'm not easily swayed to spend money on stuff. And I was like, dude, these guys are awesome. I got to support them. <laughs> um, and their product is great. Um, I use it all the time, but. Apart from that, I mean, you've got you've got so many big companies out there now that are putting together some some pretty great ad campaigns. I mean, I saw one the other day that was kind of totally unrelated to their brand, but I think it was a Budweiser video um, where Dwayne Wade, who just retired after you know however twenty years or whatever in the NBA, they it was, had it's like. 1560. You would know that, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> He's only 36. <laughs> All right. He retired early. So he retired. And what they did was they had, they had, they brought him into, I think it was the Miami uh, Heat Stadium and had him stand at center court. And he didn't know what was going on. And so one by one, these people came in with, uh, sorry, they came in with different articles of clothing uh, like one guy had a suit jacket from his brother who was in prison and basically Dwayne Wade inspired his brother to clean up his life and go get a job and this suit jacket was like the first suit jacket he ever owned um, all these like really emotional stories and they were all telling Dwayne Wade like how he influenced these people in their lives 
Um, and basically what they were doing is trading these these articles of clothing in for a Dwayne Wade jersey. Like, hey, we we buy your jersey all the time. Now it's time for us to give you our jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the end, I think his mom came out. And she, I, I didn't know this before this, but she was in prison, I think, for a while and just told him how uh, how he helped her kind of clean up her life and was always there for her. And so anyways, that, I mean, that was something that just was shared all over the place. And it was, you know, Budweiser had their name on it. Mm-hmm. Nowhere at all do you think about beer and that thing or whatever, but it was like, you know, probably a way for them to kind of put their name on a really cool story. Um mm-hmm. And then I don't know. I I just I probably don't watch enough TV to know like what the best new commercials are out there. I didn't even watch the Super Bowl last year, so I always I always feel like <clears throat> I mean now that we're in the conversation, I always I always think about um yeah you know, I've been thinking about the the uh, like educational things um uh, educational videos like that my son will watch if I if I read something to him he's not going to really care but. If we watch something like, um, have you guys seen Because Science? No. A little, so this guy's like a little bit obnoxious, but also kind of funny. And um, we'll watch a video like uh, on black holes or something like that. He does a lot on like superheroes, why you don't want super speed, you know? Oh, okay. And he goes into all the details about just how your brain couldn't keep up with all that that's going on, you know? So like things like real things. And then also like space battles, like a like a real space battle, like in space, oh, right? Yeah. Um, and here are the things that you just don't think would about actually entail. And then people write in, like you know. So you're learning about science. I'm learning about science. I'm thinking about things I haven't thought of before. But Ryan, my son, is super engaged, you know. And it's like, you know, he's learning stuff that he never would have cared to learn before. If I if I were to tell him, like, hey, did you know that things don't really slow down that fast in space? Like they they just don't slow down, you know. Um, he'd be like, oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But if we're talking about space battles, like, oh, spaceship blows up. Yeah. That shrapnel is just going to keep going right. just as fast. And you don't want to be a ship near that, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's that's a great point in that you're not just creating a video. And this is marketing 101 for the most part. But you got to know who your audience is, too. I mean, if if you're selling RVs and you know your clientele, your client base is people who aren't taking life terribly seriously, yeah, you can probably go out and do something crazy like that. Right. If you're a law firm and you're trying to attract, you know, you know, businesses or whatever, you're probably, I mean, I've seen some law firm commercials that are pretty hilariously bad, but uh, we all have. But uh, yeah, you got to know who your audience is. That's a huge part of it. Like I'm a lawyer for like hunters. Right. And I'll like, you know... <laughs> pull off my sleeves and right. you know show my muscles my guns or whatever. I'm the unlawyer lawyer. Right. Totally. Yeah. Yep. I I have I think somebody I think who's killing it with video. Cool. And not in an advertising specific way. Yeah. So there's a YouTube channel I watch a lot. Um atbbq.com is their website, but they have a YouTube channel and they have this chef, he's a barbecue master guy and he just cooks all sorts of barbecue stuff and makes different meals and shows you how to make them. Their company is not a media company, which is what you would think they are. Cause I mean, they get, you know, hundreds of thousands of views on these videos. They got tons of followers and he's like really good. I think he might be, I, I don't know for sure if he like just works for them or is part of the company. I don't know. 
um, the way he talks about stories and stuff, I'm like, he's a chef. Like he, he is a chef and they've hired him to come do these videos. But atbbq.com is a, is an online storefront for a retail barbecue store. And all they do is sell barbecues, barbecue equipment, rubs for your meat, and like all sorts of like accessories for barbecuing. And then they have an online, like a dot com e commerce store. And then they've booted up this channel to help yeah. them like basically market it through content rather than through yeah. advertising. They're doing it through like educational content. Yeah. It's and huge. it's just it's awesome. Brilliant. But but now you know, like seeing those videos, they're not just a like a through a throughput throughputter of you know like i was just selling this stuff no um, like i want to watch the videos <laughs> they're really well done like super high yep. quality the food is like the recipes are always great like he's a professional yep um you watch it for the content that's you, a great you watch it for the recipe great example of them knowing who their audience is knowing mm-hmm. that if we can get somebody to watch our video about how to make this steak or whatever it is they might want to buy the thing that we're actually cooking it on, yep. which is great. I mean, cooking, I mean, I personally, I like to cook, but if I didn't have the ability to Google a recipe or watch somebody do it, I'd be helpless. I don't know how to cook apart from that. So um, that's huge. And that's a that's a good example. Well, and the other thing too is that this is, what, this is where it's powerful for me is that if I see someone doing something on a video and I feel like they're an expert, and they're using that stuff. Yeah. Like, how much more do I want? Them? How much more am I going to pay like for the good stuff that they're using? Like, oh, yeah. They're a professional. And they use they good trust stuff. It. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and so they're using all the stuff from that store, you know? Yep. And now all, all I'm thinking is like, oh, that store takes this seriously. They're into this. They're not just yep. selling stuff. They're into this, right? Yeah. No, they're, they're sold out for it, right? Like yep. they're clearly barbecue aficionados. They love it. They love what they're doing. They do a good job, like kind of curating different like spice rubs and different like sauces and stuff you can buy. And I mean, good kudos to them. They integrate those things really well into the content too. So it's mm-hmm. very seamless. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, all right, we're going to be using our blah, 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 like rub. And it's not theirs. Like it's not like they created it. It's someone else's that they put in their store. Yeah, But he's like, kind of is subtly hinting like hey this is this is one of ours you know, we, we carry it. it yeah they've curated it yep it's so, great it's great so w- one last thing we have like we have a 10 minutes left um one last thing i was curious about because this is the az brandcast and uh so you and i sam have talked uh offline just about um about hearing people's stories right yeah and um then we've talked about before about well, with clients, how, how powerful is it when you get their customers? Like when you're doing research for a client, you talk to their customers and you get them to talk about their experiences. Maybe not with that company, but you just want to talk about their experiences in that domain. So like, mm-hmm. you know, if you're working for a law firm, it might be, you know, yeah. what do you think about lawyers? You know, yeah. and, and then just have them talk, you know, um, about their experiences and get them going and then just get that emotional kind of like get to where they're emotional and really expressive and how useful that is in helping like the company understand, hey, here's what your clients are saying, yeah. right? And so coming from kind of like the pitch, you know, thinking from, you know, like a, a big right. company pitch kind of perspective, that's that's one thing. But what about Arizona? You know, like what about what about how video can fit into us understanding, you know, Arizona? And then maybe even, you know, like, you know, maybe interviewing people or whatever. But, but, 
but then sharing that and then actually helping Arizona create leadership even yeah. outside of Arizona? Yeah, that's uh, that's a good question. I, I think Arizona is a very exciting place to be um, right now. And there's, I mean, there's so many, just like anywhere, there's so many businesses here. Um, even, well, it's less exciting because the temperature right now, we're going to go into summer, right? Yeah, but even uh, even just from like the geography it's of Arizona. It's a dry heat. <laughs> it is, it a, is dry a dry heat. heat. <laughs> it's not funny. It's true. Uh, dry like my oven. <laughs> Arizona is a very diverse state in just, you know, geography and, uh, and yep. what you can go explore and see. So, I mean, there's tons of tons of opportunity to use video here because Arizona is a very visual state. I mean, you mm. Go pick up like a one of those books at the airport about, the you know, the sites you can see in Arizona. It's pretty staggering. It's pretty staggering to see like the diversity and what you can see here, but it's not just cactus. Folks. It's not just cacti, Cac not Cac just cacti. Um, but as far as a, from a business standpoint, I mean, yeah, you just go out and tell stories and tell them well. Um, and you know, I don't know if you're asking if, if we could do that, on uh you know have have one location for that that tells everyone's stories or if we can just encourage Arizona businesses to to tell their story better uh in a visual nature <clears throat> yeah well you know so what i'm thinking is like if i had my way there's unlimited money and you can just go around and talk to people in different areas of Arizona and get their stories you know yeah i don't know for for me it's uh you know i'm just wondering what culture has to do with it and what we could learn from people yeah. right i mean Video is kind of the obvious way to capture that in my mind. Yeah. But, you know, like, I'm just interested. What what do we not know that's out there? What kind of information sure. do we not know that's out there that can be captured? Yeah, we can write stories. You know, we can use text. We can yep. use audio. But um, video just tends to capture so much more of the emotion. That's why, you know, documentary is being so powerful. Yeah. There's, there's music. There's You're being manipulated usually, right, with a, with a documentary yeah. in some way. But at the same time, what if you're just, you know, using that that medium yep. to convey truth and help people understand, here's what's really going on in Arizona. Yeah. Know? Yeah. It's, uh, I would say if we can, as a state uh, full of people and full of businesses, if we can individually figure out who we really are, that's kind of the first step. Mm. Like when you're going to make a video, if you don't really know, well, I, I sell... I sell cars. I sell used cars. Oh, I'm just going to tell people that I have a used car lot over here. Right. And they'll come and buy some. If you don't really understand like what makes you special or unique, your story is probably not going to be that enticing or that interesting to people. So I would say as a state, as a whole, what what's unique about Arizona? What makes us different? What makes us friendly to businesses or friendly to people? And and then the individual stories, which would probably be even more powerful than kind of the grand scheme story of, of Arizona. But what, what are the individual stories? Because we have a lot of amazing people here in Arizona, a lot of amazing businesses. What are those individual stories? And, and how can we... It, the story is the hardest part. Mm -hmm. That's the hardest part. Everyone's like, oh, what kind of camera do you have? What, you know, what <laughs> equipment are you using? You know, oh, all this stuff, you shooting 4K and all this at the end of the day, that doesn't really matter. If you don't have a good story, if you're, if you're putting out a video that's just a bunch of drone shots of, 
your golf course. Like, cool, people can see that, but you're not really telling a story. It, it, you gotta, you gotta get the story right first. So, um, and I don't know how. I mean, I don't know if we have very much time, but um, it just, just dawned on me minutes. that we should ask about um, your experience in Africa recently, because I felt like that was kind of you know applicable to what to what you know. Yeah. What you could discover with video, not just what you can tell, yeah. the story you can tell. Yeah, I, I mean, we, we have hardly no time, but um, it, capturing people, capturing the people, not just like, here's a bunch of cool shots of, of Africa, of Kenya. The sound engineer said we have a little time, so just like, why'd you go to Africa real quick? So I went to Africa with a friend of mine, Michael Parker, who uh, runs an organization called Developing Workers. They go over there and they train pastors and leaders in communities and they do this all over the world, but I specifically went to Kenya with them. And they also take medical teams and, and help out different uh, communities there. So I came along simply to document the trip with photography and videography. And then out of that, produce stories, um, basically showing and telling of their work over there. And also showing and telling the stories of the people there. So um, you were, but did you have a shot list and a brief and all yeah, that Yeah, we stuff, did. Or? We did oh, okay. going over there. But it, with something like that, where you're there for 12 days, stuff changes. We had a rough, a rough idea of what we wanted to capture. And mm -hmm. after the first day, I was like, "Hey, Michael, um, I think I got everything. <laughs> uh, what are we going to do the next 10 days?" And so the next 10 days, I was just trying to get as creative as possible and mm -hmm. put Go GoPros in the rafters of different buildings and all this stuff. But um, but it was awesome to have so much footage to come back to and try to craft that down into 10 minutes and and tell the story of what they're doing and why it's important um, in a place like Kenya. Mm. Um, and sure, we had fun. We got some great aerial shots of Turkana desert community there in, in Kenya and got some really cool shots of the Indian Ocean and all that, which is great. I'm not saying don't go out and get creative and get amazing shots. That is a huge part of putting together a great story. Mm. But that should be, that should emanate out of, we know what the story is. Mm -hmm. Now let's go capture it in the best way possible. Mm. That's awesome. That's great. I'm glad we took a second to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, thanks. That should have been in our list, man. It, Why didn't we think It's all that? good. That's part That's of awesome. how this works. Yeah. We got it in panic. So Sam, we just want to thank you so much for coming on and chatting with us today. Yeah, thank you guys. And thanks for educating us and kind of, telling us a whole lot more about video and how brands can tell their stories a lot better with it. Is there anything you want to plug before we sign off? Yeah, Pelican Media. We love Arizona. We love working with local Arizona businesses and we love telling your story. It's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Where, where can people find you? So my website is pelicanmedia.net, pelican like the bird, media.net. Cool. Find everything you need there. Cool. So people hit up Sam's website. Yeah, that's Pelican right. Media. That's right. Cool. Well, thanks everybody for checking in, listening to another episode of AZ Brandcast, where we delve into the makings of remarkable brands here in the state of Arizona. I want to thank Sam from Pelican Media for contributing his brand to our kind of showcase of stories. Thanks, Sam. Yeah, thank you. And thank you for everybody listening in. If you want to get more AZ Brandcast episodes, you can subscribe to all of them on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you prefer to get your podcast. To contact Chris or I or just find out more about AZ Brandcast, definitely check out our website at azbrandcast.com. You can also find our newsletter there. Get signed up. Uh, make sure you don't miss any episode or updates from us. And then we want to shout out to our producer, Karen Nowicki. Karen Nowicki. Phoenix Business Radio X. 
who definitely makes this possible for us every month, and our gracious hosts here at Max 6 Coworking Space, and of course, Conscious Capitalism Arizona uh, for sponsoring us. Yep. And don't forget, you are remarkable. You're remarkable.